It's April the 23rd. Let's read the Bible. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. You know, we've gotten so many comments and notes and encouragements. Just the other day, I saw this in, in one of the under one of the videos, a friend, a longtime friend, somebody I've known for, I suppose now, 45, almost 50 years, uh, he wrote and put one sentence in, we are praying for you, Pastor Ray. Nothing means more than to know that the friends who are part of this family are praying for me. Thank you. That gave me a great deal of encouragement. Thank you for your love and thank you for your prayers. It's a long journey we're on together. This is April the 23rd. We're off to a good start, but we've got a long way to go. Well, look, yesterday we wrapped up the wonderful gospel of Luke, and now we are hopping back into the Old Testament to the book of 1 Samuel. Let me give you five fast facts about 1 Samuel. Number one, in the beginning, way back, 1 and 2 Samuel weren't two books. In Hebrew, they were one long book. It was the book of Samuel, First and Second Samuel later divided up because, you know, to put all that Hebrew to later, the, the Greek translators, all that Greek into one long scroll just proved unwieldy, so they divided it. But in the beginning, it was just one book in Hebrew. Number two, Samuel, the man, he is remembered as the last of the judges, first of the prophets, last of the judges, first of the prophets. Third, this book covers the end of the book of Judges, including the book of Ruth, the end of the book of Judges, all the way through to the death of King Saul. And here is the fourth fact. The book of 1 Samuel records information about the first two kings. You know, there were three kings of Israel, of the United Kingdom. There was Saul, there's David, and Solomon. We're going to get to Solomon a little bit later down the road, but 1 Samuel gives us the rise and fall of Saul, and it gives us the rise of King David. So this book covers all of Saul's reign and the rise of King David. Now, the fifth and final fact is this. If you want a date for the events of the book, I would give you 1050 BC. It actually starts before that and extends after that, but we can hang everything around that one date, 1050 BC. So What's the outline of the book? Biography. Three men dominate 1 Samuel. Samuel, Saul, David. Samuel, Saul, David. Samuel, chapters 1 through 7. Saul, chapters 8 through 15. David, his story begins in chapter 16 and continues on through chapter 31, the end of the book. Now today, 1 Samuel 1, 2, and 3. The beginning of the book and the beginning of the story of Samuel. There was a man from Ramathaim Zophim in the hill country of Ephraim. His name was Elkanah, son of Jehoram, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The first was named Hannah and the second Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah was childless. This man would go up from his town every year to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of Armies at Shiloh, where Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas were the Lord's priests. Whenever Elkanah offered a sacrifice, he always gave portions of the meat to his wife Penina and to each of her sons and daughters. But he gave a double portion to Hannah, for he loved her even though the Lord had kept her from conceiving. 
Her rival would taunt her severely just to provoke her because the Lord had kept Hannah from conceiving. Year after year, when she went up to the Lord's house, her rival taunted her in this way. Hannah would weep and would not eat. Hannah, why are you crying? Her husband Elkanah would say. Why won't you eat? Why are you troubled? Am I not better to you than ten sons? On one occasion, Hannah got up after they ate and drank at Shiloh. The priest Eli was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple, deeply hurt. Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. Making a vow, she pleaded, Lord of armies, if you will take notice of your servant's affliction, remember and not forget me and give your servant a son. I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and his hair will never be cut. While she continued praying in the Lord's presence, Eli watched her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to be drunk? Get rid of your wine. No, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman with a broken heart. I haven't had any wine or beer. I've been pouring out my heart before the Lord. Don't think of me as a wicked woman. I've been praying from the depth of my anguish and resentment. Eli responded, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant the request you've made of him. May your servant find favor with you, she replied. Then Hannah went on her way. She ate and no longer looked despondent. The next morning, Elkanah and Hannah got up early to worship before the Lord. Afterward, they returned home to Ramah. Then Elkanah was intimate with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. After some time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel because she said, I requested him from the Lord. When Elkanah and all his household went up to make the annual sacrifice and his vow offering to the Lord, Hannah did not go and explained to her husband, after the child is weaned, I'll take him to appear in the Lord's presence and to stay there permanently. Her husband Elkanah replied, do what you think is best and stay here until you've weaned him. May the Lord confirm your word. So Hannah stayed there and nursed her son until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, she took him with her to Shiloh, as well as a three-year-old bull, half a bushel of flour, and a clay jar of wine. Though the boy was still young, she took him to the Lord's house at Shiloh. Then they slaughtered the bull and brought the boy to Eli. Please, my Lord, she said, as surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this boy, and since the Lord gave me what I asked for, I now give the boy to the Lord. For as long as he lives, he is given to the Lord. And then he worshiped the Lord there. For Samuel 2, Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is lifted up by the Lord. My mouth boasts over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. And there is no rock like our God. Do not boast so proudly or let arrogant words come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge and actions are weighed by him. The bows of the warrior are broken, but the feeble are clothed with strength. Those who are full hire themselves out for food, but those who are starving hunger no more. The woman who is childless gives birth to seven, but the woman with many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and gives life. He sends some down to Sheol, and he raises others up. The Lord brings poverty and gives wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the trash heap. He seats them with noblemen and gives them a throne of honor. For the foundations 
of the earth are the Lord's. He has set the world on them. He guards the steps of his faithful ones. But the wicked perish in darkness, for a person does not prevail, prevail by his own strength. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder in the heavens against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give power to his king. He will lift up the horn of his anointed. Elkanah went home to Ramah. But the boy served the Lord in the presence of the priest Eli. Eli's sons were wicked men. They did not respect the Lord or, or the priest's share of the sacrifices from the people. When anyone offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged meat fork while the meat was boiling and plunge it into the container, kettle, cauldron, or cooking pot. The priest would claim for himself whatever the meat fork brought up. This is the way they treated all the Israelites who came there to Shiloh. Even before the fat was burned, the priest's servant would come and say to the one who was sacrificing, Give the priest some meat to roast, because he won't accept boiled meat from you, only raw. If that person said to him, The fat must be burned first, then you can take whatever you want for yourself, the servant would reply, No, I insist that you hand it over right now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. So the servant's sin was very severe in the presence of the Lord because the men treated the Lord's offering with contempt. Samuel served in the Lord's presence. This mere boy was dressed in the linen ephod. Each year, his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would, would bless Elkanah and his wife. May the Lord give you children by this woman in place of the one she has given to the Lord. Then they would go home. The Lord paid attention to Hannah's need, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now, Eli was very old. He heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they were sleeping with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He said to them, Why are you doing these things? I have heard about your evil actions from all these people. No, my sons, the news I hear the Lord's people spreading is not good. If one person sins against another, God can intercede for him. But if a person sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to their father, since the Lord intended to kill them. By contrast, the boy Samuel grew in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Didn't I reveal myself to your forefather's family? When they were in Egypt and belonged to Pharaoh's palace. Out of all the tribes of Israel, I chose your house to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your forefathers' family all the Israelite food offerings. Why then do you despise my sacrifices and offerings that I require at the place of worship? You have honored your sons more than me. By making yourselves fat with the best part of all the offerings of my people Israel. Therefore, this is the declaration of the Lord, the God of Israel. I did say that your family and your forefathers' family would walk before me forever, but now this is the Lord's declaration no longer. For those who honor me, I will honor, but those who despise me will be disgraced. Look, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your forefathers' family so that none in your family will reach old age. You will see distress in the place of worship in spite of all that is good in Israel, and no one in your family will ever again reach old age. Any man from your family 
I do not cut off from my altar will bring grief and sadness to you. All your descendants will die violently. This will be the sign that will come to you concerning your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. Both of them will die on the same day. Then I will raise up a faithful priest for myself. He will do whatever is in my heart and mind. I will establish a lasting dynasty for him, and he will walk before my anointed one for all time. Anyone who is left in your family will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread. He will say, please appoint me to some priestly office so I can have a piece of bread to eat. 1 Samuel 3, the boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and prophetic visions were not widespread. One day, Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his usual place. Before the lamp of God had gone out, Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was located. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. You ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I didn't call Eli. I replied, Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Once again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I didn't call my son. He replied, Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy. He told Samuel, Go and lie down. If he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came, stood there, and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel responded, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will cause everyone who hears about it to shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. I told him that I am going to judge his family forever because of the iniquity he knows about. His sons are cursing God, and he has not stopped them. Therefore, I have sworn to Eli's family the iniquity of Eli's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son, here I am, answered Samuel. What was the message he gave you? Eli asked. Don't hide it from me. May God punish you and do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. So Samuel told him everything. He did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, He is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is good. Samuel grew. The Lord was with him, and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. All Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, Beersheba knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear in Shiloh, because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. It's a lot here. A lot here. Wonderful story of Hannah. She prayed and God heard her prayer, her desperate continued prayer, and God opened her womb and gave her Samuel. She gave him to the Lord. And God gave her more children. What an encouragement to pray, pray, and keep on praying. To hang on to God and never give up. You never know. Just keep praying. You never know what God will do. Then there, of course, is the story of Hophni and Phinehas, 
two boys who sinned against the Lord in positions of spiritual leadership, God saw it. He ultimately judged Eli, not simply for the boys' sin, but because Eli, their father, knew about it and did not stop them. But the great message for us today, Samuel, here I am, Lord, speak for your servant hears. What a great response. What is the greatest ability in the eyes of God? The greatest ability is not talent or giftedness. It's not friends or uh, networking. It's not some natural gift. It's not how much money you have. The greatest ability is availability. The person who says, Lord, here am I. Speak. I am ready to listen. Let that be our watchword today. As we go through the day with whatever God has for us, let us say, here I am, Lord. In Hebrew, Hanani, which means, Lord, I am reporting for duty. What do you have for me today? Lord, Hanani, here I am. I am ready. Tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what you want me to say. So then, dear people, dear friends, let's make ourselves available to God and leave all the details up to him. If we do that, we're going to have a great and God-blessed day. Now, we're just getting started in 1 Samuel. So much more to come. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. God bless.